Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today, I want to talk to you about peace versus relief. A lot of times, we settle for relief when really what we want is peace. And and here's what I'm talking about. When we go to food, drugs, sex, alcohol, um, those things may relieve our pain, may relieve our psychache, may relieve the pressure, the the burden. It might also be a nice distraction from the assaulting thoughts and and ideas and the obsessive thinking that we feel barraged with or barraged by. But it's temporary. Relief is temporary when we go to these food, drugs, sex, and alcohol. Because how we feel afterwards, the shame and the guilt, the the helplessness and hopelessness, the the self-flagellation that comes with it lets us know that it's it's not the best way to cope with what feels like unbearable emotions, with the with our misery and grief and sadness. It's not the way to go. Peace is only found on the other side of sitting with our emotions. That, that friend that you want, when, when we're grieving, right, when we are in pain and sadness, a lot of times we just want someone to sit with us shoulder to shoulder, right? I don't, we don't really need help. We don't want to be pulled out. Just, just come sit with me. Just come hang out with me. It's almost like those hospital scenes in a TV show or a movie where, you know, one person is sick and, you know, someone comes in and they just sit there and hold their hands or bring them flowers or, you know, just kind of hang out quietly. I remember when I had my spinal fusion, I, my girlfriend at the time, I remember waking up and just seeing her. She, she was asleep, curled up in a chair. And that, that was, I'll never forget that. I've, I've, that I felt supported, I felt peaceful. It made me feel like things were going to be okay. We have to learn how to be that for ourselves sometimes. Sometimes. Um, especially if we reached out to others for help and um, haven't been able to find it. But this is also why it's important to have a therapist, a coach, a best friend, a mentor, a sponsor, someone, someone that you can call and reach out to, friend, family member. And let them know what you need from them. Say, hey, I'm really going through something right now. I don't want to talk about it, but I I do want you to sit here with me. The conversation could be that short. I just I just need someone to hold space for me. I don't don't I don't know what I need, but if you could just be here with me, 
for for five minutes. You could even say, "Hey, can can you just can can you just be on the other end of the phone with me for five minutes, seven minutes, eight minutes, and twenty three seconds? Can you be that for me?" We don't have to say anything, you, you know, if you if you have errands to run or, you know, we could even put it on mute. But it just, there's just something, I just need to know that someone is on the other end of the line. Sylvia Plath, the poet, Sylvia Plath, who ended her life, she went to a friend's house right before she ended her life. And was engaging in a conversation with this person. And the whole point of her going to the friend's house was with the hope that this person would see her pain and hold space for her until the, 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 the intensity of the pain moved through her. Now, she didn't say that. But when you read the account, she, she kind of, lingered on she you know that the guy was like all right i'm gonna go to bed now and and she was she's trying to draw out the conversation she she didn't want to leave his company but again she at no point was direct in what she needed at no point was she completely honest and vulnerable about what she wanted and, or what she was going through. It was almost like she was saying, if you can't see my pain, and then it must not be that great. It must not be that 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 serious. Or, or actually, you know, it was kind of the idea of like, well, if you don't notice it, then I, I must not... I must not be worthy enough. I, I guess I don't deserve to to be here. You know, that kind of distorted thinking. And so she then went and, and ended her life. And so I say this, I implore you. There are people in your life right now who would hold that space for you, who willing to listen to you. But you have to be honest about what you need about what you want, about what you're going through in order for them to help you. It's almost like going to a doctor and the doctor is like, what's going on? And you got a gunshot wound and you're doing everything to cover up the gunshot wound. And, 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 and you're, you know, you're talking about, you know, the weather and sports, but meanwhile, you're, you're bleeding, you're bleeding out. And and you and but you know you got a, you got a coat over the the so that you have a coat over the wound so that the doctor can't see the the blood and you're like well you know he he's a doctor he should notice something is wrong and it's like you have a coat over the gunshot wound it's the same thing. We have to be honest. We have to be direct. We have to take the. We also have to be willing to take the chance of experiencing uh, rejection, right? 
of maybe she is direct Sylvia Plath and, and tells her friend, here's what I'm going through. I need you to hold space. Can I just, can we just hang out here for an hour or two? I, I just, I just need to be in the company of someone. I don't trust, I don't trust being alone with myself. She does, I understand, she runs the risk of him saying, well, no, nah, scram, get out of here. I don't want you around. That very well could happen. But I tell you what, I feel like the anger from the rejection may lead her to then wanting to live or seek out other people she can talk to. Um, you know, I used to, I hate doing sales. I used to be a personal trainer at Equinox, and I would have to call people to try to sell them on personal training. And I hated it. There, there were people who loved to do it, who loved to get on that phone and be like, and, and they were just closers. You know, they just get people on the phone and they get people in. And I hated it. But what I found is after I made about, three phone calls and you know experience like three rejections no i'm not interested hang up no i'm not interested all of a sudden i got into a rhythm of calling people and then i i enjoyed calling people it went from like a fear of, of being rejected and uh sorry am i calling at the wrong time and you know how are you and then all of a sudden i just was i was kind of I don't want to say numb to the rejection, but it it didn't. I I wasn't uh, thrown off by it. I was actually more excited to see what the next response would be, because also I, I could feel in my body becoming more efficient uh, and effective at the 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 sale um, conversation of. You know, I had my message down. I was more direct. I was clear in what I wanted to say. And I could kind of feel, I could feel my body coming alive where every time I picked up the phone to call someone, it got to the point where I didn't want to stop. Like it like it, it was like a, a drug where I was like, oh my, I see why people get into sales. There's something fun and exciting about it. But those first initial calls were tough. And so same thing for you is that Pick that first time you call somebody to really let them know how you feel and, and that fear of being rejected or not being understood, that's going to really sting and hurt and burn and, uh, and, and, and feel intense. But if you, if you pick up the phone again and call somebody else and then someone else and then someone else, all of a sudden you, you'll be so uh, obsessed or enraptured with, and I don't know if enraptured is the word, but with calling people and reaching out, you, you're, you'll find that your pain has started to dissipate the intensity, the grief, the sadness. All of a sudden you're out of your head and out of and out of and into your body. Just because we're taking action. And now it, it's it's about something else. But going back to this pain versus relief you'll know you're seeking relief or peace versus relief you'll know that 
what you've pursued it, it was just relief because it's so temporary it's so ephemeral and we actually don't feel more peaceful on the other side of it we might feel numbed out you know sometimes we cut on a tv to, to get a little relief play some games to feel some relief and it's okay I'm not demonizing seeking relief on occasion, but just be aware of what it is so that you have an understanding of why it is you don't feel peace. When I, when I want peace, I can sit with the emotion. I can journal it out. I can talk it out. I can go for a walk. There's a scene in, there's a, a movie um, called Air. It's on Amazon Prime right now. It's in, in uh, it might be in theaters. But it's a story of assigning Michael Jordan, how Nike signed Michael Jordan. And there's a scene where this this guy is trying to get his boss to to pay Michael Jordan what he's worth for the signing. And the boss is like, nah, 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 we're not going to do it. It's ridiculous. It's too much money. The, the, the board won't agree. Uh, it'll, it'll destroy the company, et cetera, et cetera. And then the boss changes his mind. And the, and the, and the employee goes, why would you change your mind? He goes, I went for a run. And the point is, is that when we move our bodies, when we get in our bodies, it helps to give us clarity. It makes us less reactive and more responsive. And a lot of times when we're seeking relief in food, drugs, sex, alcohol, TV, scrolling, all those things, we're kind of being reactive instead of responsive. And so when we get into movement, get into our bodies, take a cold shower, take a hot shower, these are all different things that can bring us peace. And if you can't talk about it with someone, then write it out. Come back to it. You know, I'm, I'm going to meet my therapist uh, today, later on today, and there are things that I've, I've experienced that I, I want to talk about. I saved the conversations for her. That's what brings me peace is knowing that I don't have to handle this or deal with, I don't have to figure this out on my own. I mean, I, you know, I have two therapists right now, actually. And I've never met either one of them. And that's the reason why, you know, the, my episodes are sponsored by uh, BetterHelp. And even though I don't use BetterHelp, I'm full, you know, disclaimer, I don't use BetterHelp. I have been using uh, teletherapy even before BetterHelp approached me with, um, with a collaboration. And I, I truly believe in the power of whether you go see a therapist in person or whether you see them just through Zoom. I have not met either one of my therapists. I've, I've only been working with them uh, since the pandemic, twenty, I think 2019. 
started with one, and then I, I recently am I'm working with a, a new one also. And uh, and what I love is just I just know that hey, I'm going through a thing right now. I'm not sure what's happening or what's going on, but this is something I can write down and say to talk to my therapist about. And that's beautiful. And for some of you who you're like, ah, the finances, the time, you don't have to meet with your therapist every week. Even if it's just once a month, it's really about just knowing you have someone that you can talk to. That's what's valuable. It doesn't even matter when. It could be once a month, every three months. It's just knowing, you know, I watched that movie, I Am Legend. I rewatched it with Will Smith. And there, there was a point in the movie where, you know, it's if you haven't seen it, it's like he's the last person on earth. You know, something came through and wiped everybody out. And then all of a sudden he runs into this woman and, and her son. And they're like, yo, there's, a, there's actually a compound of people that, you know, we can go to. And you could see, like, in the beginning, it kind of threw him. He couldn't believe it. He, you know, he, he had kind of just lost hope that there was anybody else and that there was uh, any possibility of being saved. And then he was like, all right, you know what? Let's do this. Let's go on this journey. And what gets Will out of his house, out of his compound, and to start on his journey to find his compound with the, with the woman and the child, is is the belief that there would be somebody there. And it didn't matter how long it was going to take him to get there. It was just knowing that he had a place to go. So, you know, if you don't have somebody to talk to, get a therapist. I don't care if you use BetterHelp, if you uh, use someone who's local, but just have someone that you can that can make you feel like you don't have to go through what you're going through alone. And, and that's just, and that's how we can alleviate some of that pressure so that we can get to peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help, for you calling the 1-800-S-U-I-C-I-D-E. Um, why do I keep, it is not 1-800, I'm sorry, the new 988 number. New nine. I had not had breakfast yet. The new 988 number or any of the international phone numbers that are listed in each and every single one of the show notes. You can call, chat, text. You can go to thrivewithleo, uh, <laughs> go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.